Welcome to this copyrighted broadcast of Light Lit. I'm your host, David Levin. In this episode, we're reading from the novel Promise, Part 1, the first half of Chapter 5. Tuesday afternoon finally arrived, and Lizzie drove me to City Arena for the basketball game with Lincoln. The place was filling fast, and the game looked like it would be a sellout. I showed my school newspaper pass to the security guard, and we settled in the stands near the court. Mrs. Poston and Mrs. Hall chatted directly behind our team's bench, surrounded by several teachers and administrators. The cheerleaders were doing tumbling routines along the sideline in front of our fans, receiving loud applause with each pass. Then they did a complicated pyramid, and as usual, Alexis Poston was the flyer, standing on top with her arms raised, smiling with perfectly straight, glistening teeth, obviously the product of a major investment in dental whitening. Suddenly, the Woodway team took the floor to the cheers, claps, and whistles of their adoring fans. They circled tightly in the center of the floor, placed arms around teammates' shoulders, and swayed side to side to their chance of victory. The Woodway crowd roared at support, and the team started their crisp warm-up drills, dribbling, passing, layups, and shots from the floor. I glanced at Mrs. Poston and Mrs. Hall as they beamed in the direction of their celebrity offspring. The Lincoln team ran onto the floor to the cheers of their fans on the other side of the court. As usual, they had some athletic-looking players, but their team didn't have the really tall players I had seen in the past the dominators, the men-against-boys guys that made some of our parents quip, must be shaving and paying alimony. This lack of dominant talent had led the news to predict that Lincoln wouldn't be nearly as strong as they had been in the past to the delight of parents like Mrs. Hall, who speculated openly that Woodway would go all the way this year. The horn sounded for the start of the game. Woodway starters settled on the bench for their introductions while the others formed a gauntlet through which the starters would run to the center court as their names were announced. Mrs. Hall and Mrs. Poston stood and clapped, and Alexis Poston did a backflip when Toby Hall's name blared over the public address system. The arena lights came down just before the start of the game, adding to the drama of the moment. I readied my legal pad for all of the glorious details leading to our expected victory. The ball was tossed and our fans screamed as we won the tip-off. A quick pass to Toby Hall caused Mrs. Hall to stand up and holler, Swoosh! Toby let go with a long three-point shot which missed badly. Lincoln fans whistled, laughed, and chanted, Air ball! Air ball! Mrs. Hall glared across the court and mouthed derogatory words even a non-lip reader could understand. A zippy Lincoln guard grabbed the ball and drove the length of the court for a layup to the cheers of the Lincoln fans. We inbounded and passed the ball down court. Toby Hall received the ball on the wing and made a picture-perfect jump shot, the ball bouncing high off the rim into the hands of a leaping Lincoln player who threw a baseball pass to his speeding teammate for a quick dunk. The Lincoln fans roared and stomped the floor in thundering unison. This pattern continued. Most of the time our long shots missed, 
and the athletic Lincoln players controlled the rebounds and ran our pants off for layups or dunks until Lincoln led 12 to nothing. Coach Riley finally called timeout, and his Woodway players walked heavily to the bench to scatter booze from our obviously stunned fans. I leaned closer to hear the coach's words. His face was red and his eyes bulged. What are you guys doing? This is pitiful. You're supposed to beat this team. You are embarrassing your fans and yourselves. How can you be ranked third in the state with a performance like this? Those guys are running you off the court. I swear if you stars don't get your act together, I'm going to bench you and replace you with someone who wants to play. And Hall, stop taking those NBA three-pointers. Work the ball inside for a cutter, for a high-percentage shot. Now get out there and play smart. I quickly glanced at Mrs. Poston and Mrs. Hall for their reactions to this negative turn of events. It wasn't a pretty sight. Mrs. Hall was in high gear, ranting to all around her, especially her husband. That is simply ridiculous. Telling the best player on the team not to shoot? That coach is going to kill his spirit and make the team lose. I will call a meeting of the parents. Riley is going to ruin this season for the seniors, and I won't stand for it. Her husband, a local chiropractor, clamored, I'll sue that jerk for causing mental trauma to my kid. He won't like answering questions on the stand. I'll break him financially. I've had it with him. We need a better coach. Everybody can see that he's the whole problem. Mrs. Poston sat quietly, a frown making her face appear especially distasteful, undoubtedly more the result of her daughter's sideline tears than the poor performance of the team.